Welcome everyone to the Lead Chandler Commercial Finance Podcast. My name is Shreel Shah, an analyst for the investment team. Today I am joined by my colleagues Marcus Baker and Parth Shah. Today we'll be talking about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the dining industry and what it means for different types of restaurants across the United States. We will also dive deep into the financial hardships for restaurant owners and the economy and the real numbers and data behind the pandemic. In today's news, the Federal Reserve held interest rates steady in a decision announced Wednesday that came along with a tepid outlook on the coronavirus-plagued economy. The central bank kept its benchmark overnight lending rate anchored near zero, where it has been since March 15th in the early days of the pandemic. So now we will begin with our podcast about the impact of COVID-19 on restaurants in the United States. My team and I will talk about separate parts of the pandemic impact. Our first speaker will be Parth, who will talk about We'll be talking about the different types of dining options, including fast food and chain restaurants. Then I will speak about the impact on small mom and pop restaurants. And finally, Marcus will talk about the specific financial impact on the restaurant industry. Without further ado, Parth, go ahead. Thank you, Shu. Um, so throughout the whole pandemic, we've seen growth in some sectors of the dining industry while decline others. So just by thinking about it, we can kind of assume that like casual slash fine dining has gotten hit a lot harder than fast food, just because most fast food places have the drive through option, which many people deem safe, which I believe is safe as well, you know, minimal contact. And, um, you know, it just it's a lot safer than um, indoor dining. Uh, so for example, Wendy's has seen his drive through skyrocket to 90% uh, than before. So you know, this skyrocket in sales has kind of offset uh, the decline in sales from indoor dining at, um, well, specifically Wendy's, for this example. But um, this 90% is kind of, uh, you know, standard across the board for a lot of fast food places like McDonald's, Burger King, etc. So a lot of um, restaurants that had the drive through option are really receiving a lot of more uh, revenue customers than they were before. So the mo- on the other hand, the most casual and uh, fine dining restaurants can do in some states like New Jersey, that's where I live, um, is outdoor dining, which is still limited uh, with the limited capacity. And with that, they don't nearly produce as much money. Um, and this can, see, this can be seen by the fact that, uh, for example, Shake Shack ha- has witnessed sales drop an average 70% across its corporate footprint due to them not having any sort of drive through services. So Shake Shack, they're kind of, um, you know, an indoor service. They don't, uh, they, a couple uh, other Shake Shack stores have the outdoor um, dining facility uh, facilities. Um, however, a lot of them don't. So that's why they've seen an average 70% drop um, due to them not having any drive through services and only a couple of the stores having outdoor facilities. Um, so for casual dining, revenue declined almost eight to 12% just for the week of February 24th. So this was kind of the early days um, for the pandemic. And, uh, you know, just in one week, sales dropped from eight, eight to like around eight to 12% for a lot of casual dining restaurants, which is extremely significant. And this happened at the beginning um, of this whole coronavirus pandemic. And for a lot of these casual dining places, uh, you know, their revenues only declined from then on. Uh, Brands like the Cheesecake Factory uh, furloughed 41,000 workers and also de- uh, decided to not pay rent, which is kind of surprising because 
for a lot of these corporate chains, they have a lot of, you know, they have money to pay up the rent and other expenses. Um, and for people who are kind of defaulting and not paying their rent, that's, uh, we see that with a lot of uh, smaller businesses and in this case, smaller restaurants. Um, however, the Cheesecake Factory decided not to pay their rent, which is uh, definitely something um, that wasn't expected just because they're such a big, uh, you know, corporate store. And Craftworks, uh, which is also uh, uh, a company that has four restaurants underneath its name, dropped to fewer than 25 employees from 18,000. Now, I didn't say dropped 25 employees. I said dropped to less than 25 employees. Like literally they have less than 25 employees working for them. That's more than 99% drop, which is an absolutely absurd number, um, you know, when talking about the amount of, amount of employees that they go through so much pain and suffering from just getting fired from work, which was, you know, their main source of uh, money. Uh, Mark Canlis, co-owner of like iconic, luxurious Seattle restaurant Canlis, um, said himself that fine dining is not what people need right now. So even as, uh, you know, a co-owner of a, you know, an upscale restaurant in Seattle, uh, Mark Canlis said that, you know, fine dining is what people don't need right now, plus what people, some people can't afford right now is because a lot of people have been let off from their work and they don't have money to spend on, um, you know, luxurious upscale food. So even owners of, you know, nice places are accepting the fact that, you know, for right now, they're not going to be making much money, you know, if any, any, like, you know, even if a dollar. Uh, so according to reservation app, open table, uh, Seattle and the Bay area saw 49% and a 43% decrease respectively for, for full service restaurants just for the week of March 10th. So literally just for one week, they've seen almost a 50% drop um, in restaurants, which is crazy. You know, and think about it, just in one week, stores or restaurants are losing near 50% of uh, the money they were making before. Uh, also from a survey conducted, most restaurants are scared to open just because of the negative PR they will receive. Just, you know, if a, uh, if a worker tests positive um, for COVID-19, or you know someone is someone a customer contracts COVID nineteen and then they think you know it came from the restaurant. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong for a restaurant uh, if something does happen. So. Thank you, Parth. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm also from New Jersey. So a couple of weeks ago, the gov governor Phil Murphy said that indoor dining would be approved for most restaurants, but due to the recent spikes in uh, states like Texas, Florida, and California. The governor rescinded that and all these restaurants that, that were prepared to open for indoor dining, they unfortunately uh, had a major setback. Yeah, and it's also crazy that most of these uh, major fast food restaurants and chain restaurants, as you talked about, they are suffering too because usually you would think that they have so much so much fund available. But I, re I read online that even Starbucks, it says that it expects to lose up to $430 million in revenue because of the coronavirus pandemic which is absolutely insane to think about. And it makes you think, uh, what is the effect that the small mom and pop restaurants have across the United States because of this? So to define what a small mom and pop shop uh, basically is, it's, a, it's usually a small family owned or independent business. And they often struggle to compete with more substantial establishments or restaurants in this case, 
because these bigger restaurants, they usually have more buying power than the smaller players. They have more funds for marketing and they usually have bigger uh, properties. So to begin with, mom and pop stores are already at a disadvantage compared to these bigger establishments. But now with the pandemic, they're even in a bigger downfall, which is insane to think about and kind of sad. Um, so the food service industry in the United States is actually the second largest private employer with about 15.6 million employees, according to the NRA, which is the National Restaurant Association. It counts 1 million restaurants across the United States, which includes fast food outlets. And of these, 90% are small businesses with fewer than 50 employees, uh, once again, claimed by the NRA, which are usually independently owned. So it makes you think with less than 50 employees, these small businesses are barely able to survive and have forced to close their doors, let their employees go, which is just really an unfortunate situation. Um, where I'm from, which is New Jersey and the surrounding states, New York and Connecticut, there are about a total of 32 million people living. And since the pandemic started around mid-March, most restaurants in these three states have been forced to serve takeout and delivery only, which is not an optimal situation at all. Um, according to an, a study done by Open Table, restaurants, restaurant visits were down by 77% uh, on March 16th and have only gotten worse uh, in Washington, D.C., and as a result, the city told restaurants and bars to stop serving customers on the premises and to reduce the public's potential exposure to the virus. This is a similar trend seen across the entire country where states are forced to close indoor dining for good. And as I said before, uh, in New Jersey, the governor actually took back uh, opening up indoor dining recently because of the recent spikes in Texas, California, Florida, and a lot of other states now. And outdoor dining is not optimal at all because restaurants are only operating at 25 to 50% capacity. So they are not generating nearly enough revenue as they would if they had indoor dining open or normal operations were occurring. And delivery and takeout is not an optimal solution either because delivery is only a tiny slice of the restaurant sales if they were operating in normal times or normal operations. And it only accounts for about 3% of orders if you think about it. And restaurant owners, they're not able to offer new menu items or more choices through delivery because they don't know how exactly business is going to go. They don't know if customers are going to be open to trying new things because they haven't tried it before when they were at the restaurant physically. So restaurant owners are basically in a, are trapped because they have to pay delivery drivers. They have travel expenses. They have to pay their employees extra for delivery and takeout. So delivery and takeout is not an optimal solution by any means. And also to add on to the troubles, the restaurant owners also have an uncertainty of whether the restaurant will be closed for two weeks, three weeks, two months, or even six months. As I said before, the coronavirus situation is just fluctuating up and down. No one really knows what's going to happen. So restaurant owners can't make, an, uh, can't make a final decision about what they want to do with their business. And as a reason, most small business employee owners and employees, they're, they're thinking about not even taking the risk to reopen their business because honestly, it's not worth it for most of them because they don't have the funds and uh, they don't have the funds saved up or the funds available to pay for their rent, to pay its employees, or just even support their own families, which is insane to think about. Yeah, I agree. Also, along with that, as you said before, um, you know, obviously there, you have the expenses of, you know, rent, paying the drivers, paying your workers, all that type of stuff. 
And there's also another factor where, um, you know, the people who haven't tried the food before and let's just say they don't like it, they're going to be upset with the food, they're going to want a refund, all that type of stuff. So there's just like, you know, the other layer of, you know, uncertainty too. You know, there's, it, it just, when you think about it, it just seems like the restaurants are just stuck in kind of like a standstill. You know, there's just no, no way out for them for right now. Uh, which is obviously extremely unfortunate, but hopefully that situation is solved soon. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much a lose-lose situation for restaurant owners because they have no idea what the future entails for them. And if they yep. do to reopen, there's always that possibility that the government decides to do another shutdown, which would ultimately cost them their entire business. Agreed, yep. Uh, take it away, Marcus. Uh, let's see. To add to the problems of the uh, on the expense side of things, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the prices for food for home, so what you'd get at like a grocery store, has increased three percent since the start of the pandemic. The prices for restaurant suppliers have increased about two point two percent. The price of beef and veal, in particular, has jumped a whopping ten percent. But if you like fruit, those prices have decreased about a percent and a half. This year, home food prices are still expected to rise another 3%, with a 1.5% the following year, while the restaurant food prices are expected to increase 2% throughout the rest of this year and another 2% next year. According to the, uh, na- uh, according to the restaurant, National Restaurant Association, my apologies, the restaurant industry has lost uh, about $120 billion in sales during the first three months of the outbreak. Uh, 75% of the operators that responded to their survey expected the downturn to keep them unprofitable until the, at least the holidays at the end of the year. Uh, 84% of the respondents did get a uh, relief loan under the Payment Protection Program, but about 78% of those said that the loan was not sufficient to keep employees on the payroll until sales had grown sufficiently to cover the labor cost. Sadly, 3% of the restaurants polled have closed permanently. But on the bright side, about 76% of the places that offered takeout and delivery throughout the pandemic have begun to rehire staff, while a quarter of the restaurants that closed altogether have started rehiring in anticipation of reopening. Thank you, Marcus. So we truly are in unprecedented times right now, and no one really is certain what the future has in store in terms of the U.S. economy and how different industries will fare out. But it is important to understand the impact that the pandemic has had on one of the biggest United States industries, which is the dining industry. Whether it be major fast food chains or small local restaurants, everyone has been deeply impacted and has had to endure major struggles. So we will all have to adapt to an uncertain economic future. If there are no further comments, uh, we thank you for listening to our podcast. We thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. Please email investment at lee-chandlerenterprises.com for any comments, questions, or any more suggestions. Also, be sure to visit our site, leechandler.net, for additional insights, articles, and takeaways. On behalf of our investment team, we thank you for your attention.